0: The US Defense Department has spent over a trillion dollars on the most cutting edge robot technology. Introducing RoboSanta Plus for the upcoming holiday season. What are you gonna do this fine Christmas Eve? I was potentially gonna go meet up with a dude. I've blown him off twice already, so.
1: Come on, get a drink with your old pal, Robbie.
0: (laughs) What's up with you two? Uh, Just grabbing a drink.
1: I talk her out of some tender trash. You didn't talk me out of anything. To Christmas! Bah humbug. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! New animatronic state-of-the-art Santa Claus featured at our own TW Bunkers is now the subject of an international recall. Is this our, our Santa Claus? Yeah, it is. To whom am I speaking? Well, for tonight, I'm Mr. Scrooge now. What is it that you want exactly, Santa? I want you to put down your weapons. I want you to let this family go. And then I want to find my reindeer and I want to continue delivering my presents. All right, who
0: the hell are you really,
1: huh? Some security guard who's watched many action flicks? Some-
0: Loser, ex-cop stuck in a mall, playing dress up with fat kids, pissing on your lap. Stop me when I get it right.
1: It's a little more complicated than that. Not to me, it's not. Because I want to make it my personal mission, my holiday to-do list, to find you and to end you. That is a terrible thing to want for Christmas. Maybe you and I should discuss that in person. Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay, guys,
0: come on. Let's go. Double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Double, feature. Double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Oh, welcome to Doubled Feature, the podcast about twin films. I'm uh fucking Daniel Craig, aka Dan. And I'm Max
1: Craig. Oh, you're doing the same thing. Okay. <laughs> we didn't discuss that. I don't know how much of a loop I threw you for. Um, uh you started doing it, so I said, you know what would be funny? If I at least threw in uh, a little bit of it myself, uh, copy, of my, copy of my bits, uh, dude. We're, we're doing too much Southern lawyer. That's a, that's, a lot, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of funk, That's a lot of foghorn leghorn.: Honestly. <laughs> I say I'll say, say, boy.: <laughs> I say one of y'all is the killer. I just thought there might
0: be a prize.:
1: uh,
0: Yeah, honestly, anyway.
1: the, what are the best parts in that whole
0: movie? Uh, we both watched uh, Glass Onion." A knives out Glass. mystery uh, within the past week. It came out on uh, on Netflix streaming. After, yeah, I watched it uh, um... specifically being <laughs> buried in theaters. Did one week super limited. Uh, everybody was yeah. like, "This film's great in theaters." Everybody should go. When when in... this movie was only in theaters, everybody was like a buzz about how great it was, mm-hmm. and then it came to Netflix, and all of the worst guys watched it, ourselves included. And yeah. everybody's like, yeah, this is fucking stupid. We should do discourse about it. And <laughs> yeah, that's a big, that's uh, a big part of why you wanted to bring it up is Ben Shapino.
1: Yeah, uh, him just... Uh, we we agreed we're not going to talk about this because if you're online as much as we are, it's like well past the news cycle. Or, uh, But yeah, he just like outing himself for not understanding mysteries. The funniest tweet I saw was just... Uh, doing some sort of little riff on him just in absolute shambles watching Psycho for the first time. um, But I thought it was worth at least mentioning because uh, of Jake Paul earlier this year. Was it Jake Paul or Logan Paul? I didn't know what you were talking about when you said Oh, that you didn't see that?
0: So, no. He'd, he'd, I try not to see anything the Paul brothers
1: have anything oh, to I, do with. I saw it just because he was like getting dunked on just like Shapino was of just like he tweeted out a very similar thread of just being like, "Nope," was really bad, and just like, you know, outing himself for just completely missing the point or not understanding film or cinema or anything I, like I that. I hate to
0: gatekeep movies, but there's there's always that vibe when a dumb guy watches like his third movie of a mm-hmm. year and is like, "Oh, time to I'm I'm film Twitter now. I'm going. Yeah, to, and- I'm gonna go do discourse."
1: Like, I don't think it's necessarily, like, gatekeepy when it's, like, somebody who, one, they're, like, a horrible human being. And, two, like, are basically saying a movie is bad and then listing the reasons why that basically boiled down to, like, I don't understand the tropes that this movie was playing upon. Truly, yeah. So, they, it confused me about and a big I'm misdirect. mad about it. I, I,
0: that's, that's, like, the biggest thing everybody was dunking on was... uh he was saying that the first like half hour of the movie is uh, purposefully misleading the audience and is a big misdirect yeah. and shouldn't be in the movie. And it's like, bro, you're watching a whodunit. Like, how? Do yeah, you- this is a murder mystery. My my, guy. my issues were all the edit stuff. Like two characters yeah. saying shit balls and within 30 seconds of each other. Uh, Benoit Blanc playing a Mogus. Um,
1: yeah, but did else? you see who he's like playing it with? Yeah, it was uh, the only person that I thought was like actually funny was uh, it was Angela Lansbury. Yeah, and uh, and I thought it would have been great if it was like a bunch it, of Natasha Leone is kind of like and um, a, a guy
0: was it? It's uh, an old basketball player. I forget who it was. It was like was it, it was like Doctor J, J. J or somebody? I don't know. I think it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It might, it might have been. And yeah, we don't know basketball, so we got and this then, podcast so i forgot already yeah. <laughs> so for whatever yeah, I reason watched all it, on Zoom i watched it two call. nights ago um this is another one of those movies that's uh fake woke um because they everybody was making a stink about how oh yeah benoit blanc's gay in this one and there's he never even shares the screen with uh with his quote-unquote gay lover <laughs> hugh grant um
1: one of the biggest yeah. grants we've ever seen huge grant I I saw some other like discourse coming from uh there was like another random dude who was like getting like saying that the movie was bad and then getting dunked on because he's like an employee at Meta like a high like <laughs> kind of like a higher up at Meta and then like just people like you know right wing idiots trying to like take be like oh the the politics in Ryan Johnson's knives out glass onion are horrible like taking shots at all of these people like Shapiro was even kind of like just trying to say that it was all Elon Musk when it's like the largest political statement I could see coming from that was that uh, Zuckerberg's a piece of shit and millionaires uh, don't know what to do with shit. too much money. Yeah. Like it takes it, it like a the weakest it, shot at billionaires and that's right. about it. Well, I mean, it, did, it
0: does dunk on Musk in the, it's just presenting – a flamboyant millionaire as a dumb guy, billionaire as a dumb, yeah, just yeah. a dumb fucking idiot. Um Somebody pointed out something I didn't notice that he has that Rothko painting where it's just a big bunch of red and then a stripe of blue on the bottom. It's hanging in his house in the background, but it's
1: hung upside down just to prove yeah. uh, even more what a dumb <laughs> yeah, asshole he and, is. And I, like, I thought it was like, great. Like, you know, I, I'm sure some people were bothered by uh or found the twist kind of lackluster i guess i don't know like how spoiler spoilery do we want to be about it i don't think we need to say the twist really okay um
0: There's not that much
1: of it yeah it just wouldn't say anything yeah um but i thought the twist itself was a clever subversion on twists especially with a bunch of that stuff going on where it's there's like I, I kind of skimmed an article today just about like all the stuff that's like super hidden in plain sight in the movie, which is kind of like the crux of a lot of the everything going on is that like it's all 100 percent there. It's not like even like trying to trick you in any way. Um, and that's kind of what probably the thing that I liked the most about it. But the, the big yeah, issue it's not is not as good as the first, but it was the, fine.
0: The big issue with this culture war discourse stuff is that I only like kind of like the movie. <laughs> I can't right, even, I can't even go, come out here and be, like, but like I don't dislike it for the same reasons. Fucking dumbass Ben Shapino doesn't like it. I just like well, I don't think it's that good. And it's yeah, I it's mean just it's, not a, it's like fun enough. I'm gonna watch every single one of these that comes out. Yeah, They're me all too. like fun enough, but. Uh, I think I gave it three and a half. It's it's not making my top 22 of 22 lists.
1: But, I mean, it's definitely a good enough time. I'd tell other people to watch it. And in in a similar vein, like, I'm not... The thing that bothers me most about the culture, like, that same, like, topic, where it's like, you're like, well, the movie, like, wasn't that great, which I agree. Like, it's not that good of a movie to get it all up in arms. Also, its political stances aren't that strong or focused to really warrant it being like the m- majority of what the conversation about the film is about like he's not the, the movie if if any political stance it's just rich people bad which yeah duh right it's, and like that's it like there's no other there's no it's it's not honestly like just to like circle back to it it's not like james cameron and avatar one just like swinging at anybody and everybody like right. Kind of thing, or...
0: We can't can't talk about this No, no. I would love to do another whole episode about Avatar, but we can't do it again.
1: you know, it's not similar, like, some other stuff we've talked about, or, like, nope, or uh, even, of just, like, someone like Jordan Peele, who's taking, making very clever, subtle, poignant things. Like, it's a very forward-facing... Sort of generality so, so about millionaires when there was, being bad. It was like, so
0: subtle when there was a giant alien sucking
1: everybody up. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it's just like this is this is what we're gonna let dominate the kind of Twitter conversation for a day and a half is. Ryan Johnson's just ham-fisted rich people bad, uh, blanket statement that he makes in the movie. But here's something I do like I about this movie. Yeah. I do like the characters vape
0: um i'm yeah. I'm, I'm i'm loving that characters vaping uh there's a vapor in uh uh the first knives out uh it's something we're seeing more and more you just gotta I, put I'm it in there think, because
1: that's just facts of life i think that's um, just like his ryan johnson's knives out calling card is somebody forget yeah. about benoit block the thing that ties these movies together is that somebody bl- vapes uh Midsommar was kind of the first
0: movie where i was like oh yeah they got a character vaping which seems like it shouldn't be in movies but it's just like a fact of reality now that like you don't think you deserve there's... representation i do deserve representation yeah <laughs> no but i didn't before i was like oh there shouldn't be vapes in movies this is fucking weird and then we we're like oh no yeah it's just like a lot of people vapes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it should it should be in there um uh, I'm have, have sure... you seen that everybody's going goo goo gaga for peg no I haven't seen that. the girl that plays
1: bugs in the new matrix um no I haven't she's I in didn't star Wars too she's the um like assistant character for uh Kate, what, Hudson. Kate Hudson yeah yeah um yeah huh. <laughs> I don't know maybe it's
0: localized to my twitter feed but I've not uh, seen any of that I'm, I'm seeing peg fan
1: cams I'm seeing all kinds of crazy shit people well, love
0: peg for some reason
1: we like we mention it but it's like it this was literally like any discourse I saw about it was Monday and Tuesday. I didn't see yeah. anybody talking about it today. Like it it Twitter Twitter moves very, very fast and it was come and gone too soon. I, I mean uh, that's
0: Netflix too, it's like everybody just watches it and then Yeah. Then it, you dump it's your hot takes the, and then it's you move on. Take machine, discourse machine for the day, and then it's done where it's traditional oh. release schedule. People are Still going ape shit about Avatar a
1: couple of weeks later. Yeah, and I, like I, I hate that for, uh, like again, like I mentioned with uh, Pinocchio, like I hate it for Guillermo del Toro that more people aren't going to like talk about his movie on a long term basis. Hopefully, it wins Best Animated, and that kind of continue like cements itself kind of thing. And you know, good for Ryan Johnson for getting the bag on his knives out shit, but it's not. I like I, I find it to be kind of like not fair to these creators when they make something like pinocchio especially like i don't you know glass onion will be kind of like a footnote i think it'll probably end up being like middle of the road for all of these movies like i think he's got a better movie like down the pipe for whatever he's got planned for knives out but um it kind of just like sucks that like that's what netflix does to the like it's a lot of hard work just to have the discourse on your like the art you've made be uh, one people just dunking on Ben Shapiro for, you know, thirty two hours and then it's gone.
0: A nice uh, a nice piece of discourse I saw that I couldn't agree with more. Something I've said in the past. Ryan Johnson said that Batista is the best, act- a wrestler turned actor. Couldn't yeah, agree more. I would, I would love Batista. Cannot fucking wait for a knock at the cabin.
1: Bull- I have I've not watched a single fucking thing about that movie. I've got people in all in I, I, a lot I of my circle
0: trailer and nope. it it gives away, away too much I think. That's uh, exactly think, why I'm staying away. I think, I think away. you're better off not not seeing the new trailer. All you got to know uh Mind in it.
1: Ooh. Uh, uh I like
0: him. Uh the guy talking who's the not... like
1: new Mr. Smith or the bigger guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um
0: no, 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 no um fuck i forget that guy's name the big guy i love him he was in uh he was in our what the below episode what was he in he was in yeah something like that yeah yeah, was in the below um shouts out that guy we like that guy um what the hell was i talking about (laughs) i lost my own plot you're looking (laughs) stuff up oh fuck this is good um yeah but you got rupert grint and Batista himself, dude, great! I can't, I can't wait. M Night, uh, is back, but M Knight never left us, uh, as you remember from our After Earth masterpiece. I've always liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. After Earth sucked so bad.
1: <laughs> After Earth sucks. Uh, Avatar, Last cool. Airbender,
0: horrible. Um, and uh, After Earth, bad, but uh, M Night. Fucking rules, man. I hate how many M. Night haters there are out there. Yeah, anyway, Max. Uh, yeah. Hello, Chris, Christmas has passed. Uh, we're going to be doing some uh, vaguely Christmas movies today. Um, I, I think it's close enough to Christmas that it's fine. Honestly, we should have done these last week and Pinocchio this week, but it's yeah. fine. It doesn't don't fucking matter. Uh, people are either going to listen or not. It doesn't matter. But... It's actually almost New Year's, recording this uh, December 28th, almost New Year's, and New Year's is a time to look back at the year that has passed you by. Max, we're going to talk about our top four movies of the year. I think there's going to be few, if any, surprises here, um, yeah. but why don't you get us started off with your number four movie of 2022. These are These are movies that came out this year. Our top four ranked.
1: My number Mount Rush four point. is going to be Crimes of the Future. Just outside of my top four, I wish it could be
0: in there. Fuck, I love Crimes of the Future. <laughs> God damn, dude, shit you You t- telling me that surgery is the new sex right now? Yeah, man. um, I I fucking love this movie as well. Um, uh, gets a little sloppy
1: at the end, but. D- just' out. incredible. The two movies just outside my top four are *The Northman* and *Nope*.
0: Oh, those are way down on my list. We got *Northman* at seven. I am, I haven't watched 11. a lot of t-
1: new movies. Yeah, I know. I've got some
0: um, in there. I yeah. I wish I wish I had room for uh, *Crimes of the Future*. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna put a placeholder on my four because I'm pretty sure this is my number four. It might even be higher. Um, I really need to rewatch it, but I've changed up my own list mentally a little bit right here and now. Unfortunately, I'm not going to put Mad God in my top four. Um, It's probably going to be in your top four, so we won't talk about it right now, but not that much of a movie. (laughs) It's more of a more more of a visual feast. Uh, So squeaking in at number four, the movie, Mm -hmm. the first movie that really made me think, oh, movies are back. Power of movies are back. Movie magic is back. None other than Top Gun Maverick. Wow. I'm sorry. I kind of just jumped in there. Did you want to say anything else about Crimes of the Future?
1: No, that's it. I think we can move through all of these pretty quick. Don't eat plastic. Because a lot of Um, these we've talked about already and what you've been watching so you can go back and find them. Yeah, go back.
0: Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Dig
1: dig through all the episodes we've done this year. Top Gun Maverick, great.
0: Uh, Passing of the Torch. Uh, Seeing did Did you get the uh tom Cruise uh jumping off the cliff uh intro thing in your avatar avatar yep yeah i'm
1: sure did yeah love yeah. to see that
0: um he's he's maybe a bad guy i think we've discussed on mike before he's probably a bad guy but uh possibly the greatest movie star we've ever had mm-hmm. um this movie's incredible you got a little, I gotta you, got watch little it. you got a little rooster it's on oh, paramount man. plus now I can't believe if if it comes back into theaters, real well, theatrical experience. Seeing that, seen that opening weekend packed theater, goddamn, yeah. goddamn, goddamn. Oh, yeah. Max, what you got for number three?
1: Number three, I got Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I love. Oh that wow, movie. I loved that little movie. Homer pick. It is a Homer pick, absolutely <laughs> Homer pick. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. It's it's in it's, my list. It's it's. I got it way down at uh, eighteen. Uh, I'm putting him up top of everything. Uh I get it. a lot of honestly like I just I also love that style of like stop motion animation with like the puppeteering and like all of that. I don't know so, if like, we conveyed enough in our episode just how fucking sick it looks. Yeah, it's incredible. And then like like watching the little like behind the scenes thing where they talk about how like Pinocchio's like head is only half finished like Then they literally thought about because like Geppetto comes home and drunkenly carves him. So he's only got like one ear and some of his hair done. And the rest of it is just like unfinished stump, like all the like little details and stuff like. But the stump is the hair. Yeah, well, it is, but it's all messed up and he doesn't have an ear on his left side. Um, How many movies can you say Mussolini is voiced by Tom Kenny Right? And exactly. orders
0: the execution of a small boy in puppet form
1: yeah after he sings a song about uh telling mussolini to eat poop yeah great, he great
0: we are strong great picture dude yeah what's your great. number three my number three um i would say pinocchio may be a little understated i'm gonna pick the most overstated movie of the year it's a little uh, Telugu language film by the name of Rise, Roar, Revolt. R-R-R, baby. Wow. <laughs> uh, That's surprising um, to me. Um, easy five-star walk-off home run when when I watch this one. Kick myself every day for not getting around to it in theaters. Um, it is still available. Just It's right there on Netflix. What do uh, what we say? Pinocchio... Pinocchio and
1: RRR so far, just right there on Netflix for you to go right watch it. Um, Glass Onion also not even going to be anywhere close to our top four list, but it's right there on Netflix. There, Netflix, I mean, for all of its problems, it's got some bangers just kind of scattered around in there. The um, I believe it's from
0: the same director. Uh, let me check. Yeah um somebody was just dropping this bomb that if you're a big RRR fan uh they just dropped uh the same director SS Rajamouli mm-hmm. um he his 2012 movie um just dropped on Netflix and people were like bro everyone go watch this immediately it's called Ega. uh it is about uh a guy who gets killed um and then comes back as a house fly and does action stuff i don't really know but all right i'm
1: making a face over here on
0: my end i I can't wait for this dude um yeah RRR, incredible it's about it's about the loving your bros it's about kicking ass it's about respecting nature it's about how the english have and always will be evil um yeah a phenomenal 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 movie it's just uh really really long uh which is good i think because i just want to sit in this mystical world of colonial india but uh uh do yourself a favor go watch go watch rrr immediately um
1: did you number, have you seen rrr no i have not watched it yet oh my god you're crazy because i didn't i like i didn't want to watch it i wanted to watch it with the boys but then everyone kind you know scheduling conflicts or whatever it's not anybody's fault yeah, um, it's, I mean, it's a really long movie. It's hard to yeah, sit down yeah. and drop
0: like three and a half hours or whatever. I got,
1: is. you know, I don't know if Ali has seen it yet, but I got him coming up here in a couple of weeks. Maybe I'll like force him to watch it uh, if he hasn't. So Ali's Lebanese. He
0: might have beef with India. I don't know. Oh, fool. <laughs> I don't think well,
1: so. I'm going to let RRR heal all tensions. I, I was kidding anyway.
0: I don't know about Lebanon's <laughs> uh, relations with India as a nation, but our friend Ali is not
1: racist. I'll just parody, say that. Parody, real quick. parody, parody.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ali's going to sue us <laughs> for slander.
1: Yeah, God forbid we put this on Twitter. Am I right, folks? Um, yeah. Where comedy is legal now? Whatever. Number two. <laughs> which is probably honestly uh my number 1 except for uh overall uh experience of my viewing which that probably gives it away uh but my number 2 is barbarian oh wow uh barbarian is 10,000 times my shit uh it is uh the everything like it is very much a lot of stuff that I'm looking... I mean, it's basically everything I'm looking for in a lot of horror movies. Um, and I thought it was such a great little... My boy Kreger's coming out swanging on his, on his debut. Um, I'm excited for him to do more stuff. Uh, Barbarian was a nice little surprise of a movie.
0: Debut? What about Miss
1: March, dude? Oh, that's true. I don't count that because he talked about nobody does. Uh, uh, Miss March got one of my favorite jokes of all time, though, in uh, the fact that Craig Robinson plays a character named Horse Dick JPEG, uh, and then gets mad at characters for not including the JPEG in it throughout the entire movie. It's one of the best running jokes in any movie I've ever seen. That is quite literally the only thing I remember of that movie. Uh, but Bar- Barbarian really good. Uh, I'm going to continue not to. Spoil stuff on it, uh, because it's, it's oh, a big yeah. twist, and it's readily available on HBO Max. Absolutely Talking about a lot good. of movies that you can just go and watch right now. You don't even need to do it illegally. Um, a lot of free ways to watch a lot of really good movies. I, I was a little... I, I expected to have the same reaction
0: on Barbarian when I saw it. And uh, it's, it's one of those where the discourse machine uh, set my hopes too high. So then ah. I was a little disappointed when it wasn't easy walk-off five-star for me. Um, I've come more and more around to it after watching it uh, to the extent it was like... That's a... barbarian another in movie. My,
1: Barbarian's another that? movie that Ben Shapiro would absolutely just be livid with if he ever watched it. There is no such place as Detroit. <laughs> this this is a town that doesn't exist. <laughs> God, as soon as it hard hard cuts to Justin Long, he would just be like I've been lied to. You just said the biggest
0: spoiler of the movie after you said you were going to no, continue not fuck I f- that. I I'll feel like everyone it. knows
1: Justin Long's, knows, Long's in the movie. It, everybody now. knows Justin Long's in it. It was uh, and he, he is great.
0: Uh, he's great in it, yeah. I I, I had never heard that Ricky Ticky Tavi song he's singing. Uh when it cuts oh, really? to him in the car yeah, it I, I, it's so um, fun that's such, one of the... Tabby was one of my favorite books when I was a kid uh, I would insist my parents read it to me all the time, despite the fact it did give me nightmares uh, <laughs> um, I was I'll, so I'll scared admit... of cobras in my youth I <laughs> <But> love <laughs> that song now I've listened that, to it so one much
1: of, one of the best edits in any movie ever that cut to him uh i fool soy faced uh I was if if I was not in a theater with other individuals outside of Elise, I would have jumped up and down. I would have looked like somebody just got posterized and I'm sitting on the bench at an NBA game. I would have been I would have materialized a towel that I'd be slapping on the ground and just jumping about saying ooh 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 ooh. ooh. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, this what's is your number that? 2. <laughs> um
0: I I, I was going to say real quick, yeah, Barbarian was like in kind of the lower end of my ranking and as the year has gone on it's now my i've I've moved it up to the top of my four stars right now it's it's on my ranking list it's the four star that i've got the highest i feel like i might even improve on a four star on that on that rewatch i
1: think a lot of this list just shows our different sort of like sensibilities and like what we like in movies
0: there i have a ton of horror movies on here it's really weird that horror movies aren't in my top four like i've got crimes of the future on here i've got terrifier 2 nope barbarian all on here x is at the very tail end of mine i got watcher on here but all all a lot lower down i
1: keep forgetting that x came out this year and then that pearl came out in the same year like that's wild
0: i haven't been able to press play on pearl i I, don't just, I think it's gonna annoy me <laughs> i think i'm not gonna <laughs> after the fucking interview of mia goth saying she wants to open up a bakery i'm just like yeah i've soured on this whole thing uh, my uh, number my two thing is,
1: my thing is like that uh what's his name the director guy ty west uh ty west like X is the only movie of his that I liked uh, like on first viewing. So I'm like still apprehensive to go into any of his movies. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I
0: fell asleep uh, the first time I was watching the house of the devil. Yeah. I really a great liked movie, but, it, but uh, I did fall asleep the first time I was watching yeah. it, which I do not fall asleep during movies. Almost all right. at all. Generally uh, my number two, maybe the biggest surprise that it's not number one. This is a little movie
1: called avatar the way of water um i'm not surprised at all that it's not number one
0: i know our number ones are the same our number ones are the same um i've talked enough about avatar recently um i love that people in general are are hugely into it it's so funny that the discourse was like nobody remembers avatar it's been too long nobody's gonna care about this one these motherfuckers bet against James Cameron, and they were—they were, they were wrong as usual. Uh, I've talked enough about it, but I fucking can't wait to go rewatch this one. I can't wait
1: to see Avatar three. Um yeah, four I, years I, from I, now, after they finish the all the effects on the nine-hour assembly cut.
0: It is coming out in twenty twenty-four, oh. um, and <laughs> I feel yeah, bad for those uh, effects guys. <laughs> no, uh, James Cameron will pay them a fair wage out of his own pocket if need be. Um, oh, that's enough
1: about a lot, Avatar, too. No, num- th- number one with a bullet, <laughs> Jackass 4. Uh, <laughs> Jackass forever, baby. You knew who was coming. Can't We've talked about it so much. We don't need our, it. Our movie experience was just so fucking good. Packed theater, all the homies. Uh, it, it was great. I mean, it's literally what... Everybody was in there hooting and hollering. It was God the perfect damn. environment for that movie, and we got it, and like... It's great. Do you see you can buy a Chris Pontius cock dinosaur toy? <laughs> I did see that actually. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't decided to buy one. That's I think you have to go to like Pontius's like personal website. <laughs> like I think he's making them. It's not like a jackass thing.
0: I love it, dude. Um, Pontius, great. He's he's so good. I mean, I love that the new guard of uh, jackass, tears are all great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that anybody's going to like go watch Jackass forever on streaming and love it as much as we did on that opening weekend theater experience. No, um, but God damn, that was, that was a great time. <laughs> it's perfect. You can't, you can't, you can't right, say you enough. literally
1: can't ask for anything better. Like, the uh... magic of the movies, baby. Um, <laughs> exactly. I love
0: it. I love that. I have like so many like reasonably serious movies on here. I've got like tar and shit. And I've just got my number one on my. I'm, I haven't edited the list really. Um, I've still right. got Maverick at six, but uh, just got Jackass taking up two spots in my top twenty-two. <laughs> <list>. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, uh, great movie though.
1: Yeah, um, I mean you've heard us talk. Like I said, we've we've talked about every movie that we've watched this year, and movies you know obviously that have come out this year. So. You heard us talk about anything else that might be, like, an honorable mention. That's, um, that's our
0: Mount Rushmore of, time, of uh, 2022. 2022. Um So that's our New Year's business out of the way. Should yeah. We get in, shall we go back? Let's go, go back,
1: back a week into Christmas times. And, you know, I think both of these movies are extremely light on plot. So we might be in and out of here faster than usual. Um, but You love we'll to see. say that. And then, I do.
0: And then you start... It's always be you too. I'll, try to, I'll be trying to move through the plot and you'll be like, you know what? And by the way, here's why, <laughs> here's why Jordan Peele is so good at making movies. And we're like, how'd you get there,
1: dude? <laughs> right, well, I mean, you're running through the plot. I got time to sit over here and think it's stuff. It's true. I'll just be over um, here pondering my noggin, you know,
0: pondering my nog. Um, we watched two movies, both about a murderous Santa Claus, uh, both came out this year, uh, very recently. They're yeah, Violent like a Night month or two and Christmas Bloody Christmas. Um, uh, fucking, I'll go.
1: Yeah, Violent let's start. With, yeah, you go. Yeah,
0: Violent Night 2022, directed by Tommy Wercola, starring David Harbour, John Leguizamo, Alex Hassel, Alexis Lauder, Eddie Patterson, Cam. You don't know anybody any these people. Beverly D'Angelo also. I
1: I I recognized two people in this movie. Three people people.
0: Yeah. Um, a rich family is die-hearted by armed mercenaries led by Mr. Scrooge to steal $300 million The family war profiteered. Uh, young girl Trudy is one of the hostages and asks uh, bad Santa for help. Santa reveals he was once Nicomund the Red, a Viking warrior. Santa kills a bunch of guys with a hammer and Trudy does Home Alone traps. Scrooge tries to kill Santa because he hates Christmas and wants to end it forever. Santa uses magic to teleport them up, a chimney eviscerating Scrooge. Santa is fatally shot by the mercenary Captain Thorpe. Trudy has a whole family say they believe in Santa, and he's revived by Christmas magic. Santa leaves to finish delivering gifts; his faith in Christmas restored. The movie had a twenty million dollar budget, made sixty four point one million at the box office, decently well for so far. his uh, squeaker. Um, I think it's yeah, still still, out there. still still in there, I think. Uh, it's got an average rating on Letterbox to three point three. Rotten Tomatoes critic of seventy three and user of eighty
1: eight. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. We also watched Christmas Bloody Christmas, which I think it was a shutter original and Straight to shutter uh from this year, like Dan already said, directed by Joe Bagos. Begos. Begos. Uh, um, I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. I've seen actually I've seen all of his movies. Um he's not bad.
0: I haven't seen uh, Bliss, but I saw VFW uh Bliss don't is don't better than good.
1: Bliss is better than VFW. VFW is alright. Um I both Cool and I liked Bliss. Um a good amount and I think Christmas Bloody Christmas is a step below bliss but he's like a guy that's like on the right track like he's like one of the guys that just is like making like mid range horror kind of quality stuff and I I think he's capable of like a huge breakthrough but we'll, we'll get into what I think about this fucking guy momentarily <laughs> uh, this movie stars Riley Dandy Sam Delick Jonah Ray uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips uh, two fairly insufferable hipsters spend half the movie arguing about bands and movies until a rob- robotic Santa Claus from the toy store goes all toy soldiers and starts killing all their friends and family. Uh, final Girl Tori survives, manages to get to the police station, and finally destroy the Santa Claus. That's it. That's the whole movie. That's everything that happens in it. Yeah. Um... It's got a Rotten Tomatoes critic rating of 75, an audience rating of 44. Uh, while I do think that is low to me the letterbox rating of 2.8 seems about right uh, I do not know what the budget is because I couldn't find anything for it and um, it seems like it, it at least got a limited theatrical release because it, it um, grossed about 200,000 just under 200,000
0: yeah that's all I see is box office 190,000 yeah Um. alright so this is one of these movies where if it came out in the 80s I would love it. (coughs) It didn't come out in the 80s, but it's clearly a guy who likes 80s, 70s, 80s, whatever horror Mm -hmm. um, making. I mean, it feels like he's just ripping better movies, even though there's not like direct references too much. Um, I don't know, man, the amount of neon lighting
1: that's inexplicably in every single scene. Bliss like, has a come, lot of that too, on, so man. you're you're not gonna don't
0: VFW yeah, also has that. Yeah, this that.
1: guy has a lot of it. He just makes it a lot in his movies. But um yeah, uh I found the female lead, Tori, to be pretty like she was fine. I didn't uh she didn't bother me in any of their I, like I got so ramblings. excited
0: because I looked up her uh movie she's done and she's only done like movies called like Christmas love at christmas it just lifetime dog shit yeah um so i was really excited because a lot of times these low budget horrors uh when they have uh actors who are only in lifetime style movies a lot of times that is gonna be good um this movie just fucking the dialogue just absolutely killed everything for me This. These guys just rambling for the first 40 minutes of this movie about hipster bullshit. And it's an 87-minute um, runtime. Yeah, they're, they're saying fucking... They, they say fuck so, so much. Just like trying to emulate how cool guys would talk. It
1: fucking sucks
0: so much. Uh, well, um, yeah.
1: Like I said, she didn't bother me all that much. At least in the beginning. She, and then I soured on her. <laughs> they, it's, I everyone bothered on her me. as... That it didn't stop, and then I came back around on her when they have the conversation back at her house, where she's just saying that uh, the sequels and every single big budget, every like massive horror franchise is the best. That's when I decided I wanted her to suffer. uh, Was when she was (laughs) saying I was like, no, this is the best. Uh, The character Robbie. Her. Let
0: me let me pull that up real quick. So she's running. They're they're just like drunk arguing at her inexplicably fully neon lit house um she says her favorite nightmare he's he's like asking her what her favorite of a bunch of big horror franchises is uh her favorite nightmare is uh number six Freddy's dead uh well that was she's wrong about that yeah uh her favorite hellraiser is hell on earth uh i haven't seen that one but from what i understand uh everything past two is pretty bad uh her favorite child's play is two that's the one maybe defensible one i guess but i mean out and out a bad opinion Uh, the one that really blew my mind is that her favorite alien is Covenant. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) an opinion held by zero people in the world. Uh, Also, that her favorite Blair Witch is Book of
1: Shadows. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I mean, you just literally started a full-on fight with Kool Aid. I hope you know that
0: he he loves loves. Book of
1: Shadows. I'll also more than the Blair Witch. Nah, probably not. Uh, but I will defend Book of Shadows. I think Book of Shadows is fun. I also like Hell on Earth. Um, but then immediately
0: they finish this conversation and start making out for the first time, and I could not believe how much this man was selling his soul to get pussy. Um, <laughs> fucking, I, god damn it! And he didn't like all he did was eat her out through her underwear. Yeah. Oh of, my we, god! It, we, it we, has we, some we, of the we'll best. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that.
1: Some of the worst. <laughs> on-camera pussy eating I've ever seen. Why does she still have her underwear on? Why is um, her his head underneath her tits? She's got the <laughs> shortest abdomen of anyone in the world.
0: Um. So this movie opens up with some fake Christmas commercials. Uh, they're for malt liquor. They're for some cream of the, pies. Re- they're actually movies. really good commercials. Yeah, like... I, I, I was pretty into it. And then uh, like THC cookies. Uh, and then the last commercial we get is for about this robot Santa uh made with military technology for some reason but billed as a children's toy um we cut into uh the record store that uh she owns um it's at this point i was like oh yeah it's it's cool uh neon lighting and stuff and then i realized i was stuck in this for the entire movie uh including like a children's toy store soon that's uh fully neon lit as well for no reason that makes any sense um but they're in like a small town this feels like maybe like illinois suburbs or something yeah for sure um and uh inexplicably christmas eve at like 9 p.m uh this record store is fucking packed fucking crazy busy uh she is saying fuck too much her name's tori the uh the like main lady who will become our survivor girl um let's see um what else happens she's got a friend at the i don't have much store. to say about
1: any of this because it's just them talking it's literally yeah, them talking it's, for the it's first really 45 minutes of the movie
0: yeah she's gonna go on a date with some guy that they'll make fun of <laughs> She ends up talking to her uh employee
1: at the record store, Robbie, who's the other kind of main guy for most of the movie. I, I hated um, him from the jump just of this like way yeah, too long sucks. scene of him being like just absolutely like forever alone internet guy, mad that she's like going on a date with somebody that's not him, kind of thing. Yeah, clearly
0: he's into her. She just sees him as like a younger brother or something, but Uh, They decide to drink together. They go visit their friends at the toy store uh, where one of them seems to work and they stay there at night and fuck. That's also where the Santa is. Uh, Really weird. All of that stuff. Uh (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I made a note around here somewhere that all this guy knows how to do is neon lights, synth, and fake punk ethos, which I, I stand by. He's just trying to do cool 80s shit, but it feels uh, uh, manufactured rather than legitimate. Um, he's, he's failing to replicate the vibe, I think. Um, we find out the Santa robots are being recalled, but it's still at the store. They're like, oh, this thing looks creepy. They're picking it up on Monday, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Santa robot like comes to life. Um, now it's just the two friends are still at the toy store. He's eating her ass, uh, while Santa starts walking around. Uh, We're getting him in like POV. Yeah, he gets uh, like fully,
1: fully like split in half, which is pretty sick.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, it sucks. Uh, That's that's a little bit after. Just because we're back with our main two, Robbie and Tori, at the bar. Um, They're drinking, arguing about how bands. Are bad or not bad after they cut their hair she's doing indefensible Uh, they're both doing indefensible opinions here Uh, just like the most annoying guys you could ever have at a bar Uh, scary sheriff guy shows up at the bar too that's when we cut back and uh, Santa just comes up he's found like a a fireman's axe that's for some reason in this toy store and uh, that's gonna be his weapon for a while uh but he just comes up behind the, the dude fucking in doggy style. Uh right as he uh busts his little beans off. Uh he gets uh truly, yes, the axe comes down and the man is fully split in half. Yeah. And, uh unfortunately right here at the beginning, probably the coolest kill in the movie, I would say. Um Yeah. And all the Maybe. Matt Mercer ones, okay. Um you know that was Matt Mercer, right? Which one was Matt Mercer? The the dad at the house next to hers. Am I dropping this on you right now? He's your guy. He's not my
1: guy. Maybe I'm blowing Uh, Max's mind. I think that's that's not. There's two guys named Matt Mercer. That's not the same. That's not Matt Mercer from Critical Role. It's a different guy. It's a different guy. Yeah, I thought he looked
0: different, but it was just because he had like a stunt beard or whatever. All right. (laughs) <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought I got one on you, dude. Okay. Um, he's no Perfect. longer anybody's guy of the week, then. I guess um, the guy I thought he was was from Max's D and D podcast that he likes. We shouldn't we shouldn't make the same mistake of this movie and bring up better movies. We we shouldn't uh, do the same mistake and bring up. I've never listened to Critical Role. I assume it's better than our podcast. At least people listen to that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. So yeah, they so she's. Santa then gets a hold of the lady and he's smashing her head against uh, the counter, like bashing it in, whatever. Um, Robbie and Tori are walking by leaving the bar and they hear the screaming and they think it's just uh, their friends going to town on each other's uh, genitals. Uh, apparently the guy is a really thick dick, uh, but not That's anymore. good for he's, him. He's dead as hell. That's, that, um, is,
1: that is my boy Jonah Ray from the new Mystery Science Theater 3000 so
0: yeah i don't know about that <laughs> um oh speaking of speaking of bringing up better movies uh she says uh, he wants to go back to her house and watch christmas story she says if they're gonna watch a bob clark christmas movie they're gonna watch black christmas uh he asks if that's a bloom movie uh kind of funny for just being max i think max is shaking his head so maybe he hates it i, um, I, <laughs> I assume he's talking about the horrible uh, black christmas remake which i don't even know was, if that's yeah. blumhouse it was
1: okay that makes it, sense then, it's I a guess. funny joke if he's doing it to poke fun at her but there seems to be no hint at that so it just is him being ignorant of right. good cinema yeah, which, um, I mean, this is just is us gatekeeping dumb people from liking movies. The <laughs> <I> episode. Just, <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Which is fine to do. Um, he seems to have better taste in movies than her in general,
1: though. Because, I don't know. He seems uh, to like... I don't know. The Hell, on, Hell on Earth has a guy who comes from Cinebite World that shoots DVDs out of his face. So, you know, okay, you, it is the DVD You tell
0: movie. me. Um, I did watch uh, Black Christmas... On Christmas, uh, showed it to our friend Ryan for the first time. He had never yeah, seen movie, it. Movie rules. And Movie rules. I did also drop the fact that the director had also directed uh, A Christmas Story, and Ryan said, what? Two holiday it classics. Be, two holiday classics, absolutely. He also did uh, uh, Baby Geniuses.
1: <laughs> uh, another <laughs> real, holiday real, real, classic. Really
0: wild career um they get to her house i couldn't believe that the house is also fully neon uh looks insane uh, apparently she makes a ton of money at her toy store uh but enough to like live with her sister or whatever yeah um but we know her sister is there with i guess her husband or whatever uh they're there's something her relation um, they're uh they're in there they're saying fuck too much they're talking about how the Unsolved Mysteries soundtrack is good and Pet Cemetery 2 is better than Pet Cemetery. and they get that whole thing about movies. Uh never seen Pet earlier. cemetery 2, have you? No, I haven't seen it.
1: I have heard people like it, but... I,
0: I know that remake that came out like a year or two ago is despised. It was, bad. Uh, despised,
1: <laughs> it was very bad.
0: <clears throat> um, so yeah, they're making out. Um, Santa is... Uh, Chopping down the door at the next house, um, and it's intercut with them, um, starting to bang. As I mentioned, uh, Santa is killing the dad, which I thought was Max's D guy, but apparently it's just a different guy <laughs> with the same name. Um, as, uh, as he's like chopping him in the back and the guy's like crawling away, um, Santa goes to do a curb stomp and the curb stomp is timed up
1: with, uh, her nutting. Uh, yeah. Uh, good, good edit. The film's edited. Well, I'll say that. Yeah. And also good, uh, good head stomp effect. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. All,
1: all the kills are honestly sick. Like, uh, how, how hard Santa goes in all of his kills is, uh, does a, almost all the heavy lifting for this movie. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, Yeah, if the vibe was better and they took a bunch of this dog shit dialogue out, uh, I would be uh, way more fine with this movie as a whole. Um, She goes downstairs to get more whiskey or whatever. She's burned to the nachos. Um, She looks out the window and sees Santa kill the little kid next door. Um, So, this is when the movie's really in full effect because Santa's coming for them now. Um, They get out of that, they wake up the sister and her husband or whatever, um, get the fuck out of the house. Oh, really? Robbie invites her to peg him at one point, um, yeah. which isn't really uh, mentioned at all. He just kind of slaps his butt and calls it meat or whatever. Um, but then uh, now now the movie's in full effect. They're, like, freaking out. This is, like, the 45-minute mark, probably. Um, Something and, like that, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what happens because they leave the house and then somehow get into the neighbor's house i i kind of lost uh the sense of space here um but santa shows up he breaks the sister's neck um i don't i didn't see what happened to the husband at all the the sister's husband um but i honestly can't remember i i truly think he the movie just like forgot about him or like he died almost off screen like he was the first one to get got by santa and i just couldn't tell um so they escape they they get out of the house robbie and Tori, um they go to back up their car and smash into another car angry neighbor comes out like freaking out at them uh santa uh kills that shows up and kills that guy immediately uh he throws him into the car uh uh smashing the windshield he pulls robbie out of the windshield and uh just absolutely annihilates robbie's whole face with the axe yeah um at this point Tori is justifiably freaking the fuck out uh i did not think uh robbie was gonna go out like this but
1: uh i think it was fun that he did i'm glad he did because i hate that fucker
0: yeah oh absolutely i hate Tori too she should suffer more (laughs) um the uh a cop shows up uh, with the longest shotgun I've ever seen in my life, uh it is inexplicably a super long shotgun uh and just unloads on Santa. He's like down and uh, uh they're assuming dead they all they all think he's a man at this point wearing the costume from the toy store um, we of course know he is a uh a military robot <laughs> um she's yelling about the uh toy store and shit the uh stand stands up while they're not looking and shoots cop's head off uh she runs him over and now she's just like driving absolutely covered in blood and screaming like crazy uh one of the worst scenes in the movie uh the cops show up and get her out of the car and the cop just yells at her a whole lot and this guy sucks this is something you talk about a lot where a character is inexplicably mean Uh, yeah just like did you get those vibes here yeah for sure you 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 haven't talked about it in a while you still love talking about how you hate when a character is mean for no reason
1: i i mean i think it's just like a horrible trope that like it it, it just comes off as such like lazy writing to like oh here i'm gonna push conflict by just having a like somebody show up and be needlessly mean or combative to another character so that we can like stall the action in a location basically or and, and like that, and that they is sure exactly do. what happens here.
0: Yeah. They sure do. They arrest her. Uh, this cop that arrests her, he's like way too upset about the, the cop that just died or whatever. Um, I mean, he should be upset. I guess it's his like friend or whatever, but, uh, they make a big uh, casting mistake here because this asshole cop that's arresting her looks way too much like the sheriff that we met earlier and these two are about to be in scenes together and it's really confusing which guy's which. Yeah. Um, they both have like the balding long hair thing going and like a mustache slash like goatee
1: or horseshoe or whatever. I believe it's uh, uh, he's played by uh, Jeremy Gardner who... Um directed a movie called After Midnight that I thought was pretty good and he's in he's in a bunch of uh like some of these other like movies yeah, I, with people. I, I
0: recognize the guy he's like a, he's like he's like, like another low with, budget uh,
1: horror guy. Yeah. Um Josh Ethier, I think both like they were both in VFW. Um Ethier does a lot of uh editing for a lot of these movies. Like he direct, he edited all of uh Bigos's movies and uh, a bunch of shit. He's got like almost fifty editing credits to his name. Like oh, nice. He edited Orphan. First Kill is like his other most recent movie. Um, like <laughs> he he's he's a longtime horror editor. As as um, we said,
0: the editing here is good. It, yeah, uh, and just, and they're they're like all that's boys. not the
1: issue with the movie. His acting no, no, no. curious though. But Ethier, Bagos, and Gardner all all boys. They kind of like run in the same circle. It's just like. Yeah, we love know. to see that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, just putting another. I just watched. Uh, Bones and all, they've got some great uh, little cameos for some reason. Uh, David Gordon Green just is in it as, Oh really? Yeah, he's they meet him really briefly. He's uh he like found them with like their sickness that makes them be cannibals. He found another guy played by Michael Stuhlberg. It's crazy he's in it. Um uh they're uh he just like is he doesn't have the same, like, curse or whatever they have, but he just decided to be a cannibal also. Oh, okay. upsets everybody because they look at it as a huge burden that they have to kill and eat people, and he's just doing it for fun because he's a fucked up guy. Uh, anyway, I, I just like when, like, a director is in yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I,
1: uh, I, I want to see Bones and all, so. Yeah, I've, okay. I've heard it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I've heard, and that's all I was expecting there's, out of it, so. There's... Glad to hear.
0: Cannibal. There's a cannibal plot, which is cool, and then there's the, uh, like coming of age romance plot, which isn't good and has nothing to do with the cannibal plot, really. Um, so it just feels like two movies happening simultaneously. It's kind of I was mess, kind of excited about it just because okay. it
1: feels like a, uh it feels like a Stephen King story. I like Stephen King stuff. It just feels like it's got like that kind of vibe of the kind of stories he likes to tell. So. Uh it looks like it was based on a story uh book by Camille DeAngelis. Never heard of her. But good for her.
0: Yeah, good for her. Um so she gets back to the police station. Tori gets back to the police station. Uh I wrote down the note here that it looks like it's going back to being a talking movie, which is not ideal. I was right. Um
1: I I by the time we get done with like the initial massacre at like the different houses where it's like the Santa, like, actually kills, like, a little kid, which is, like, still something you don't see in horror movies a lot, which I think, like, I'm always, like, semi-excited for it, because it still feels like... It's maybe, like, the one thing in horror movies that when I see it, I'm like, ooh, this, like, still feels, like, taboo, because it's, like, you don't really do it. You don't kill kids in movies. Um, and then, like, one of the characters, like, uses the kid's body as, like, a, like, shield, and mm-hmm. it, like he's doing a lot of, like, kind of, like, fucked up stuff, and uh all the gore is crazy and then they get to the police station and the movie drags to a fucking halt and it yep. became a struggle to finish
0: yeah absolutely i i paused around here for a while because i was like oh, fuck man I, well I and can,
1: then like, I, like just the like their final showdown like they do the whole like yo, let's terminator let's get to thing, that real thing quick, too many times not much
0: yeah l- not much more happens in between uh the, the santa drives uh an ambulance to the uh, station the cops go outside to try to kill him they both get killed really quickly um really weird that um he like throws the sheriff out from behind we don't see him die but we know obviously he died uh and then he grabs the cop's own shotgun and like tucks it under his chin and shoots him but like yeah they don't bother to it, it kind of happens like outside of our field of vision a little bit. And we cut back to like where his head is up against the ambulance and there's no blood or anything. They just didn't bother doing an effect here, which is really, <laughs> really weird. Um, but they, they hand her a gun. <laughs> they hand, they hand her the cops, like a sidearm 38, which is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious gun to give, <clears throat> to try to stop a guy who's taken multiple point point shotgun blasts. Um, but, yeah, they uh, he pops into the police station. She's, like, trying to hide and stuff. <clears throat> uh, she she tries to uh, – she she loads a shotgun quietly and then doesn't pump it enough to chamber around. And I'm like, if they shoot that gun off, that's going to – it's going to misfire. But then he just takes it from her anyway, so it didn't matter. Uh, and then she has a taser that we never got Chekhov's taser for, so I was uh, confused when it popped out. Um, but it like short circuits. Him uh, she, I think she gets enough. it like at her house there. Okay. There,
1: you do have a scene where she like picks it up and like puts okay. it in her like back pocket or something. I yeah.
0: Usually could have missed stuff. Cause I was looking at my phone plenty during It's the a, sun.
1: it's a brief scene. It's, they don't make a big deal of it, but you do see her like pick it up and put it away.
0: She, uh, she escapes in the ambulance. Uh, he's like on the back. He like gets in, uh, right. As he's like coming up to the front, uh, she slams on the brakes to send him out the windshield, uh and then she blows him up. Uh I wrote down that I wonder if he's going to come back as like burned uh burned Chucky or naked Terminator style. And uh yeah, I super called that one because he absolutely yeah, he does. does. <laughs> yeah. Um and yeah, now so we're in what I believe is her record store. She like busts in there to hide or whatever. And uh uh we just got big showdown. He comes back in full Terminator mode. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and he has laser eyes now for some reason. Um, it's unclear why the laser eyes wouldn't have been broadcasting the laser the whole time. But it yeah. gives gives her the advantage to be able to like see where his vision is so she can duck out of field of view. Um, she finds a sword. Um, yeah, this is, like you said, it goes full Terminator too many times where he just keeps, you think it's over and he keeps coming back to life. Excuse me, i got to get a cough over.
1: Uh, yeah. Just to kind of finish that thought for Dan is just like it. It happens like six times. Like it's not like we're just just like totally. It's too many times. It's way too many times. And like at this point, like even for an 87 minute runtime, like again, by the time we get to the police station, it's like that we needed that to be like the final thing. Like just them like fighting outside of the police station. I don't know why they needed to go back to her record store and do all kinds of different. It needed to be
0: neon lit.
1: I just have it be inexplicably neon lit. Like yeah, the whole movie is else.
0: inexplicably neon lit. So yeah, might as well just put that in the street, but yeah, they do the sword thing. You think the sword works, but then he comes back. Um, she, she has some sort of plan to, uh, she lights trash on fire to make the sprinklers go off. Um, but she like rolls her ankle and just as he, before he like short circuits or whatever from the water, uh, he brings the ax down and like chops all her fingers off. Uh, But then the water does fuck him up. You get another, like, you think he's down, but then he just starts, like, crawling after her. um, Just as he's about to get her, she pulls a live wire out of the wall, hits him with it, and it fully, like, explodes him. Finally, for good, the movie ends with uh, her crawling outside. Uh, Snow is falling Christmas morning, uh, and she's laughing uh, maniacally that she's made it lying on the ground, uh, and it freeze frames on her face. Oh yeah, Texas Chainsaw
1: Massacre. I was gonna say, yeah, classic horror movie just freeze frame ending. Uh yeah, it's uh, honestly, I like overall I think the movie's fine. I think it's too slow it's not even too slow getting to things. Like I think if like that the openings like conversations had been like twenty minutes, maybe, then you're just like, Oh, we've got these kind of just like annoying hipster characters, uh and But, you know, it's come and gone before you even really have time to think about it too much. But it because it takes up almost like probably like more than half the runtime of the movie. It's like such a fucking large part of the movie. It's too much.
0: I can't say enough times how much it sucks. All (laughs) Um, Um, But yeah, some cool kills interwoven. Um, The movie has nothing to do with Christmas. Uh, not really. He is easily could have happened at any other time of year, and he's just not dressed like Santa. Uh, zero zero reason to make this a Christmas movie. But, but if
1: you're if you're a big Christmas horror movie head, or just Christmas horror movie person, and uh I love advocating for movies that are just like great background movies. This one does it because I mean it is visually striking, and the kills are top notch across the board. So. If you're just like having something on the back that you don't need to listen to, like maybe you're like having like a uh a Christmas party and you got all your horror movie friends over and you're just like queued up a bunch of stuff to play in the background. This one will, you know, hit all them boxes for you baby uh of exactly that.
0: It's a weird hypothetical, but I mean, I guess you're right. <laughs> that, hey,
1: that, I I think that's what like now that we're 100 episodes into this podcast basically, that's going to be my niche of just Finding very specific niche ways for every movie we watch to be viewable.
0: It's weird you said a niche and niche just then. Keep them on your toes. My niche is going to be find this niche. Very strange. Hey, it's it's I hate Vineyard Vines for that same reason. The the bro brand Vineyard Vines because it's you see the word vine twice and you have to pronounce it two separate ways.
1: Pronounce it two separate ways. Same with Sean Bean. Huh. Well. <laughs> huh. <laughs> All right. You need a break. We can talk about. Yeah. Little. You want a field fact before we get a break? Yeah. He's been married to Serena Rathburn since
0: 1986. Oh damn! True love does exist.
1: Yeah. Did big you? Know,
0: I've got a field fact for big, you.
1: Uh, big ups to Todd. Yeah. What's up?
0: I got a field fact for you. Uh huh. He directed Tar.
1: Ooh. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> all right we're back talking violent night or as some people are calling it me mostly christmas john wick
0: yeah
1: i thought this was
0: this had been billed as christmas john wick oh it's the it's It's, the entire it's not really i mean it's the same thing with um john wick
1: with uh nobody which is definitely more of a john wick than this is that's
0: fully just old john wick
1: yeah but like it's uh I'm thinking like I legitimately think it's like we've created like a new basically like the hype of John Wick created a new subgenre in action movies, which I'm just going to call John Wick. Uh and the main proponents of it are just the people who made John Wick, where it's like every single time one of these movies comes out, and there's been some like knockoff ones, but it's like same thing with nobody from the producers of John Wick and John Wick 2 and Nobody. Like Here's Violent Night. Um, I will shout out kind of the uh, advertising for this movie because when I initially heard about it, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I, I felt like we were like jumping the shark on it. Uh, and the advertising, honestly, like the trailer was done well enough where I'm like, this feels like it's tongue in cheek enough where like they know what they've done. Like they're putting it like kind of humorous of it where it's, they're like, we're gonna kind of go take it to like another level before we can like jump like truly feel like it's overstated its welcome kind of thing, and then after watching the movie, it's not even Santa Claus John Wick, so it kind of avoids jumping the shark twice uh for me, but I don't know if that is how you felt about it too,
0: yeah, I mean, I definitely just thought this movie i was expecting full just santa claus is john wick and that's its own gimmick like oh you wouldn't expect to see santa claus killing a bunch of people but this movie is so much more about christmas magic than i had any idea it was going to be which uh this this is like fully a christmas movie like causing families to come together and believe in the magic of santa claus um which me blew my mind
1: for for me gives it re- like rewatchability in my mind because in future years like if I'm on a big I didn't watch as many Christmas movies like I went hard on Christmas day watching a bunch of stuff, but you know if it's a year where I'm going all in on Christmas movies like I do in October for horror movies uh this one's probably gonna get another play because it has such a strong like Christmas vibe and message to it. Um, whereas if it was just Christmas John Wick, I probably would like forget about it a lot sooner. But right, I don't know. I don't know, Dan. Dan uh, I just the don't mo- know. Movie starts out.
0: David harbors Santa Claus. He's drunk. He doesn't like uh, being Santa Claus anymore. He's fully in bad Santa mode. Uh, he's taking a break, uh, drinking at a bar, uh, talking to a mall Santa about how uh, Santa uh, Christmas sucks. Uh he's doing a thing like a we live in a society thing about how uh all kids want video game now instead of yeah I don't I don't know, like a fucking one of those rocking horses or something. Um and he says he's gonna quit uh after that night. Um he uh he like leaves up the roof. The bartender runs up, I think 'cause she thinks he's gonna kill himself or something and uh he flies by on his uh, fucking sleigh and throws up onto the bartender lady. Um I, I guess we should out. say that we want walk-
1: service workers. It's so nice to see them finally uh, yeah.
0: taken to task.
1: I don't I don't think we mentioned that like we watched this together we, while I was oh, yeah. visiting for the holidays. You've yeah, not done that in a long time? No, so it was the two of us and Ali and Sam and Lucas uh who have all been on well, Ali hasn't but Sam and Lucas have been on the podcast. Uh I'm sure Ali will be at some point. He's not really said or expressed any he's, interest. He's to me always about
0: said it. I don't want to. All
1: right, there you go. <laughs> uh but yeah, we watched it all. I think that that at least got a chuckle out of most of us is just the cuz it's still kind of funny when people get thrown up on, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, so, yeah, my notes are kind of a little more uh, rough than usual because we're watching this, drinking a bunch yeah. of beers and stuff. Same. um, same. So I hope I can remember most of the plot. The guy I've forgotten most of the plot. We'll figure it out. Um, we cut to multiracial family going to Christmas. Uh, it, they don't make it clear enough that the parents aren't together
1: at this point.
0: Um, no, you don't which, really,
1: like, learn that until
0: a little later on. A little later, least. Yeah we we find out from the daughter Trudy that her wish is for uh mommy and daddy to get back together, or family come together or whatever. Um but that's a good bit later on. Um they go to a super rich house, everyone there seems kind of evil. Uh there's a TikTok kid. Uh uh son of so it's it's the dad's family house of their matriarch. Um fun fun casting of uh Beverly D'Angelo as the uh uh family matriarch rich bitch lady uh super rich um his sister's there she's got some hunk actor new husband or something uh and this super shitty uh tiktok son who sucks i wish i would written down some of the shitty tiktok things he says uh because it's really cringe like an adult uh writing what they think a tiktok kid would say um But yeah, we like to see Beverly D'Angelo. I I rewatched Christmas Vacation uh, this week or last week, I guess. uh, Yeah, around the holidays, so that's that's one of the better Christmas movies to me. Um, Santa's doing the same. Uh, uh, We live in a society; he's just visiting houses. Um, he's mad because everybody wants cash and video games and every house he goes to has a million Amazon packages and like I said he just wants to give people like a ball in a cup or whatever Yeah, uh, traditional presents. Yeah. Um the little girl realizes she didn't tell Santa what she wanted or whatever uh, so they give her a walkie talkie that they say she can talk to Santa that's when the parents hear her uh, that she wants mommy and daddy to make up so they can be a family again um, he shows up to the very house that they are in and he's just kind of like drinking and nodding off in a massage chair downstairs in like a rumpus room type place. Uh, and, uh, all of the guests initiate their diehard sequence. I, I said guests, all the, uh, uh, like employees, the caterers and, uh, guards and whatnot. Oh, I guess it's not the guards cause they kill all the guards, but yeah, uh, they go diehard. We find out they all have, um, christmas themed nicknames i don't know why because scrooge played by uh the leader played by john leguizamo uh uh, revealed multiple times that he hates christmas but uh (laughs) yeah they, they quickly take over the whole house they kill all the guards um uh johnny legs uh when he shows up uh he says merry christmas oh i forgot you're supposed to say happy holidays now it's like, okay, love, love, love yeah, this. Yeah, that's like Great a thing with,
1: with new Christmas movies. Uh, we were playing disc golf with Dylan, and he mentioned that in the new Santa Claus's Disney Plus series, following up on the Tim Allen Santa Claus movies, there's a similar scene of them presumably besmirching the fact that people, you know, I don't know if they're like doing it tongue-in-cheek or what, but. Uh, really fucking tired ass. You can't even say Merry Christmas anymore. Shit.
0: Literally nobody cares if you say Merry Christmas.
1: No, no one gives a shit. And even if they did, like, who fucking like who gives a rat's ass? I'm it's like
0: a guy at the um a guy at the deli. I was getting some sandwich meat, and uh I. I said, thank you. I said, happy holidays. It was like two days before Christmas. And uh, he he was starting to say Merry Christmas to me and stopped at Merry Crit when he heard me say happy holidays. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like oh yeah, you too, man. And just walked away because it was a super awkward situation. But uh, he thought I was, I think he must have thought I was one of those wokes, whereas I, I just, uh, I was shopping on too busy of a day and wasn't thinking, okay, I don't give a shit about Christmas, one of my least favorite holidays. Um, but that's why I gotta watch these movies to make me remember uh Christmas uh, we come back to Santa downstairs um we've seen that he has some magic where he touches his nose and it transport him, transports him up the chimney uh for no apparent reason it's not working. I don't know if it's supposed to be because he's too drunk or whatever, but it's not working so he can't get out of the house um yeah, they're taking over the house. the action's really bad c g blood um when there is blood, but a lot of blood is. Uh, happening off screen um it's impossible to call this a john wick when it's like a full pg-13 yeah uh stinker um there's a guy shooting a gun downstairs when he sees santa it scares the reindeer off uh so now he has no way out uh santa's fighting a guy um we pointed out that he looks out a window to see if he can jump down and there's this giant spike for no reason and we're like oh i bet that's gonna come back up and then it comes back up immediately because he throws the one the guy out of the window to yeah. it. Yeah. Immediately impaled. <clears throat> uh, Santa wants to leave. He like gets out of the house and he's going to walk away, but then he's torn because he decides he has to protect the girl. He reluctantly eats a Christmas cookie and walks back in. Um, we find out that the family was given money uh, uh, by the U S government to subtly, uh, uh
1: just like war mongers right
0: yeah they're 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 dropping like all of this money to like both sides of the conflict in the middle east, um but then they stole a bunch of the money, so uh that's what they're there to get is uh three hundred million dollars that they like skimmed off the top or whatever um Santa is beating up a guy uh he's like finding stuff in his sack to use as a weapon. But he just keeps pulling out like video game or something. He, he's like, "Did anybody ask for a sword?" And somehow he he gets out what seems to be a wrapped piece of rebar. Uh, that was yeah, a, that was a wild thing to pull out. um But yeah, he's fighting a guy. um He manages to uh stab a Christmas star into his eye and this is plugs the... it in, and it electrocutes the guy so bad that his hair catches fire and he's dead as fuck. I.
1: I think, like, this is the fight scene, right, where he's just, like, dragging stuff, like, out of the box, right? He's, like, constantly, like, yeah. he's, like yeah, he's, like, searching, he searching, searching. He
0: keeps trying to pull new stuff out to That's, use um
1: Probably the most creative, aside from the very last kill, which I think you mentioned in your synopsis, uh, is probably, like, the most creative, like, Santa Claus thing is just, like, the yeah. use of the bag and different action sequences yeah that's fun he like at one point like it's even in the trailer like he blocks like a guy trying to stab him with the bag and his like arm goes in there and he like pulls out a like the knife has a present on it and shit like yeah yeah it's uh, fun it's a fun fun sequence Mm -hmm.
0: yeah there's fun enough christmas stuff in there um so he kills that guy and now he's talking to the girl he like gets a walkie-talkie off this guy and he sets it to the girl's frequency and she uh, she realizes, oh, before she was only pretending to talk to Santa Claus, but now she's actually on the line with Santa Claus. Um, she's like guarded by armed gunmen, but for some reason they do not care that she is communicating on a walkie talkie. There's not paying enough attention or something. Um, but she, uh, she tells Santa like there's these armed guards, her family's in danger. So he's going, he, oh, he has this. It, it comes up like a high-tech computer screen, but it's his scroll of naughty and nice so he can see how many bad guys are in there and then he sees that the kids are really cle- good. Yeah,
1: Just more clever Christmas stuff. It's kind of the best parts of the movie. Also thought there was a funny gag a little later on when he gets shot and then uses wrapping paper to dress the wound.
0: That, uh, yeah, that, I think that's actually right here. Actually, I think he dresses the wound and then is talking to the girl. But, yeah, he's, like, uh, getting the bullet out. And then, yeah, he uses wrapping paper, ties it around with a ribbon to uh, field dress his wound. That a, is, that is a, pretty good. It's around this like, time
1: that we also learned that of Santa's Viking origin story and his hammer bone skull crusher yeah, or something.
0: Yeah, we we only see a little bit of it here. And then we get a full backstory later. But, yeah, his name was uh, Nicomund the Red. Mm-hmm. And he was a Viking warrior uh, who, like, pillaged and killed tons of people. He had a, a hammer he called Skull Crusher that he used to uh, crush skulls. And he was, like, the best warrior. I have no idea if this is some, like, Celtic or whatever. I guess not Celtic, but a, a Norse... Um, like santa origin story that i don't know about but uh it seems just out of complete left field that he used to be this crazy warrior and now he's santa like says something about how mrs claus's love has made him like a nice guy now
1: yeah (laughs) um
0: let's see the what all happens here um they're trying to find out where the money is or how to get into the safe or whatever so they nutcrack they use a like nutcracker to uh nutcrack the dad's fingers and then they're going to do his balls um but then he yells at his daughter that Santa's not real um let's see uh one of there's one of the henchmen his name's Krampus and uh we we all noticed that he had like blind, uh deaf voice like the guy had, like, a speech impediment every time he was yelling. It was really weird. Yeah, he just sounded like
1: he was talking funny.
0: Yeah. Um, not not sure what the deal is with that. If he's a disabled guy, I'm glad he's getting work or whatever. But uh, it, it confused all of us a little bit. Um, but uh, Well, I think he, part of
1: it was that, like, all of his lines are just, like, he's just, like, he gets, like, one, you know, four to five words of dialogue, and they're all yelled. Um and just kind yeah, really of weird seems bizarre
0: but um he he decides to fuck with uh the the captives he's going to make them give each other their christmas presents um the first one is the shitty actor guy uh gives uh the mom Beverly D'Angelo a pitch deck for some action movie he wants her to finance for him um she obviously hates it, and the guy makes fun of him because he was so shitty. Uh, they open uh, our main dad, Trudy's dad, uh, his gift, and it's some sort of bad note that Beverly D'Angelo reads. We don't see what it is at this point. Um, uh, I wrote down here that this is insanely light on the action. Um, this is when we get the full uh, like backstory of him and his hammer and raiding and doing all that stuff um they keep uh she keeps saying that uh her family's been like stuff like this has happened to them in the past cuz they're old money rich family and they have yeah. this kill squad that is going to drop in to protect them um so we see the the kill squad like staging up on snowmobiles and stuff um somewhere around here let's see uh, oh yeah that's not yet sorry like i said this is a, a little tougher to track uh exactly because i was i was taking much more sparse notes while hooting and hollering with the boys also an ambulance showed up at my apartment at some point uh, a lot of ambulances <laughs> around here oh yeah,
1: that um, did, did did derail us for a little bit
0: yep uh at some point they capture uh santa they've tied him up with christmas lights they're interrogating him asking him who the fuck he is they keep calling him a gopher which I'm not familiar with as a term of, like, an outside uh, entity, like, fucking up their hostage situation or whatever. Um, But they think he's just, like, some special op guy who's infiltrated. Um, But he keeps insisting he's actually Santa. They throw his bag on the fire, his magical sack, and in the most hilarious bad acting scene in the movie... David Harbour just yells, No, that bag was full of kids' dreams. Yeah, well, <laughs> They're really trying to go for an emotional was, beat. I'm here glad you it remember falls that because so
1: flat. I have a I have a note that just says full of kids' dreams, and I was like, we're I just don't even remember <laughs> what that fucking is. Just nope, nope. I'm gonna have to skip that one. Um John Leguizamo
0: tells uh uh Phoebe Cates in Gremlins style story about his dad dying on christmas or something yeah it's, and, i mean it's uh, basically that it's, yeah it's it's it's, li- it's like literally that and why he is why he hates christmas or whatever um i think he was like something about he was breaking into somebody's house because he was a bad kid to steal their presents some reason that, that mean meant his dad died or whatever but i don't know i forgot it was really stupid <laughs> I hope when they make a sequel, uh somebody cuts him off when he's uh telling his uh what is it? I think it's uh Lincoln uh President's Day story. Yeah. Uh in, in uh Violent Night Two, the new batch. Um The uh the girl's upstairs, she's escaped from the main room at some point after her dad told her Santa wasn't real. Um and she like drops styrofoam or whatever down uh to like make it seem as if it's snowing everybody's like captivated by the christmas magic at first um thinking it's santa's doing but then realizes it's uh just a trick um the actor guy gets out of the house right as the kill squad shows up and they kill him uh because they're in on it uh the whole time they've been trying to crack uh this crazy safe uh, and they do crack it but it's empty so they start freaking out they're gonna like we go back up to where everybody's being capped and they're gonna kill somebody. Uh he Santa escaped at some point, he found a sledgehammer. Uh this is when I said, Oh, the movie's finally gonna turn into John Wick, and it turns into the worst John Wick shit you've ever seen, where they add all of these kill squad guys just to be killed, and mm-hmm. it's just uh in an inexplicably dark room to uh hide all of the shitty CG and blows not landing and stuff. And he just kills a bunch of guys with the hammer, and um, we do get kind of fun because he's like did that thing you do as a kid where you lick the candy cane to a sharpened tip. He stabs a bunch of guys with that. Yeah. Then he gets ice skates and he's like slashing, and uh, he uh, he cuts a guy's head off with the ice skates. That's pretty cool. Um, but it's all too dark and uh, not well shot or anything. Um, do you agree about that? So like yeah they're doing it's, kind of fun Christmas. I like that they're using the Christmas props, but just not it, well done
1: and again, like I like I mentioning it like just for like the spirit of Christmas, like the best parts of the movie are when they go full tilt on Christmas stuff, like it gets right. garbled when they're like, well, we we need to put uh like more stuff in it, like the action stuff is like not great. But when they use Christmassy things in creative ways during the action, it's fun. And all the like kind of diehard stuff when it's not specifically resol- revolved around Christmassy stuff is just kind of basically thrown in there, it feels like, to bridge the gap. I mean, I, I think it's another movie similar to a uh, Gamer, where... Violent Night is much more effective on the whole, but another movie that just should have leaned in more to like the tongue-in-cheek aspects of what the premise demands of it, and yeah. it would have mm-hmm. been significantly more successful <laughs> for it. Um, yeah. But like I said, too many the, like, talking scenes. You I think more like, like Vi- Santa Claus being John Wick. Violent Night is very watchable. I like I gave yeah. like a three and a half, I think, or something then like that. Give it
0: a 3 it's it's fine. Uh-huh. Um yeah, right after this uh santa's now outside fighting more guys, he shoves a grenade in a guy's pants and calls it a stocking stuffer. Uh it, he walks away from the guy before he explodes and like kind of winks to the camera and is like, "Oh, I got to watch this, right?" So he turns around to watch the guy explode. Um but it's funny he called it a stocking stuffer even though it's in his pants. Yeah. Um we see the daughter up in her, like, attic or whatever where she's hiding, making a bunch of Home Alone traps. Um, the uh, the shitty Beverly D'Angelo mom and the black wife um, overpower Krampus, eat the shit out of him. I guess he's dead or whatever. Um, but yeah, her, uh, her Home Alone traps are good. She, like, successfully... One guy who, like, falls on the spike and stuff, she he like laughs because there's a nail sticking up and she he's like bro this is so obvious or whatever yeah but then uh as he climbs up the stairs she's rigged it so a bowling ball falls on his head and makes him fall down and the nail goes right up through uh like under his chin whatever like up into his mouth yeah um yeah. much like the end of hot fuzz when he falls on the pointy building um what else so yeah then uh She like sticks the one, the lady elf, whatever, um, bad guard, sticks her to the floor and she has to like rip her own scalp off to get out of the glue. And just as she's about to shoot the little kid in the face, uh, uh, Santa shows up and just obliterates her with his sledgehammer. Um, So yeah, now everybody's like outside running around. Um, They're trying to escape with just Beverly D'Angelo as like the main hostage. Oh, at some point, the dad revealed that he stole the money because um, they were going to kill his wife or something. Uh, he stole the money and was going to leave the family forever. Um, so he would hit it in this nativity scene outside. um, was going to take it, and she would find out Christmas morning when she read that note that she read earlier. Um, the dad hits uh, one of the guards with uh, the nativity baby Christ. Uh, that's a lot of fun to use mm-hmm. as a prop. Um, then they stab him to death with an icicle. If you've seen the lovely bones, you know it is the best murder weapon because the <laughs> evidence melts away. <laughs> I think I brought this up during the movie. Uh, I think everybody was confused I had ever even seen the lovely bones. But <laughs> I love a touch of the tooch, baby. Um, uh, John Leguizamo <coughs> at some point says, "Christmas yeah. dies tonight." Uh, very funny. Yeah, uh, we all started chanting, "Evil, Evil dies, dies tonight." tonight. Yeah,
1: <laughs> from all of our um, favorite holiday horror movie halloween 2 from halloween kills halloween dies halloween
0: Halloween dies tonight halloween kills Uh, i think (laughs) yeah halloween dies tonight (laughs) um so it's just like standoff (laughs) they they ride some snowmobiles off to like a remote cabin or whatever yeah and it's santa and uh johnny legs uh fighting each other um he's like super fucking up santa he's like he he sees the naughty list and sees that he's on it and um realizes in fact this is the real Santa but still wants to kill him because
1: Yeah. He, yeah at this point he's Christmas thinking it's still Christmas just a guy.
0: Yeah, up until now he's like, yeah, this is a fake guy. But then he realizes, oh no, you actually are Santa. <laughs> and uh um yeah, Christmas dies tonight. Um so they're fighting, uh Johnny Legs is fucking Santa up super bad. Uh and then um Santa gets the upper hand because there is for no reason uh, just a fireplace it's like just an, yeah, an sitting fireplace. outside. It's it it looks like there used to be a cabin there that's like fallen apart. Yeah I think that's what it the is. The fireplace is the only thing that's still standing or whatever, but it's really weird set piece. Um, but it's a chimney, so Santa uses his magic, holding John Leguizamo right as he's about to kill him. He uses that magic that didn't work before, but works now for whatever reason. I think just because there's
1: enough belief, they they like everybody realizes this is the real Santa, so now he's got an influx of. It's like the end of Elf, dude. Everybody starts yeah. singing uh, Rudolph I mean, the Red empowered. Nose Reindeer, and he gets empowered and sucks them both up the fucking chimney. And uh, turns yeah, out, 't love I love, I love you, she and him. I mean, he essentially, Phoebe Kate's dad's dad's is John Leguizamo yeah. by sucking yeah, him up a chimney.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is the coolest part of the movie. So he teleports them both up the chimney while he's uh, being teleported by Christmas magic. There's no such magic for John Leguizamo. So his body is just completely eviscerated. Yeah, it's like just
1: a stump of flesh is left behind. Basically just like, yeah, hard cut, you know, Santa shoots up the chimney and now he's just standing on top of it holding John Leguizamo's torso. Yeah. No arms um, really or legs cool. or head,
0: um, but the guy, the main guy from the kill squad, uh, shows up and shoots a shit out of Santa, and he's gonna die. Um, Beverly D'Angelo shows up and kills that guy Thorpe, um, and now they uh, they're like, oh my god, Santa's gonna die. We've got to keep him warm. Some they they don't try to like do anything other than they decide they have to keep him
1: warm, which is also so crazy the, because Santa Claus is basically like one of the wildest things to me was like. Santa Claus has magic, but he's also just a guy like he's he's not some like magical creature. He's just he was this Viking who like kind of inherited, you know, he put on Santa Claus's suit a la Tim Allen, basically, and became Santa Claus and now has Santa we Claus. We have magics. no idea how
0: he became Santa Claus. But he's I also, feel like so they're just probably going to make a prequel where he becomes Santa Claus. I'd watch it um, honestly. Yeah, I I'd would probably watch it too. I like David um, Harbor it's, a lot. It's, really, it's just so. gonna st- it's gonna start out with a full Northman like uh, the the wolf uh, clan, whatever, raiding the city sequence. It's just him just, fully him just destroying everybody, like reaping and pillaging. One and of the then, sickest uh, sequences he's going of the to year. Become, honestly. Oh, it's incredible when he catches the spear, throws it back. Fucking so sick. Um, anyway, so uh, they start burning the money to keep him mm-hmm. warm and everybody's freaking out the shitty sisters freaking out about the money and stuff um but uh then trudy convinces everyone that they have to believe in him because he's the real santa and everyone admits they
1: believe in santa yeah just they just tinkerbell his aspect to life they all start <laughs> clapping uh
0: <laughs> and that's all it takes santa's back um yeah. he's he he's like yeah like i told you i don't know how this magic works um but he's back to life um at some point, Beverly D'Angelo reveals that uh, the son, in stealing the money, uh, like passed her final test or whatever because she had stolen the company from her father. So it's like a rite of passage. So she, he becomes her official heir. Um, it, it seems like mom and dad are back together now. And that's nice. And uh, yeah, Santa, the reindeer show back up. The note from Missus Claus and his original sledgehammer, uh, skull crusher, I think he's called, and um, a, a spare sack. Apparently, Missus Claus sent the spare sack uh, yeah. for him, and uh, he gets to fly away to go finish delivering Christmas presents. Uh, pretty stupid.
1: Yeah, but uh, it's f- like the, fun it, enough. It is the right amount of stupid. Like it, it, it they do it. They do a dumb premise right, and just basically tackling it knowing full well that it's a stupid premise so even like the stuff that doesn't necessarily hit is at least like um you know kind of treated with the right kind of tone um so like that just you 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 can't do that you can't make this movie and try and take it serious like the john wick movies know they're you know know what they are too so like at least the people who are like making these know have a good sense of what kind of movie they're making from start to finish so even when it's like not at its best it it's at least watchable
0: yeah fun yeah i, I agree um, fun um, en- fun enough both of these movies are kind of fine in weird ways um don't super like either one can't really see myself rewatching either one but
1: not, um, not I'm not yeah, rushing not to rewatch
0: any I of think them. I think you like Christmas movies, a lot more I do than like Christmas do. movies um yeah, I don't really like Christmas movies in general but I'm, I'm both bit of, a of a these
1: both of these have a shot at being rewatched on you know next December uh to get me kind of just in the spirit, especially like I said, like. You know, I like to save the ones that I like a lot for as we get closer and that I actually like pay attention to because they're the ones that I actually like associate with Christmas. But if I'm like trying to find something to throw on to kind of bridge the gap, fill some space, eat some time or just kind of hang out or if like, you know, somebody hasn't seen them and like, oh, yeah, you want to watch that kind of thing? I'd put it on because I didn't hate them, but uh, they're both fine. Fine movies, mm-hmm. and that's okay. I think we talk a they're, lot about how they're not, how we they're not need much movies alike. Like, we no, they're not. But uh, we need movies like this. Not every movie has to be a masterpiece. Let's just get some like decent, competently. I, I made would movies. argue we don't need movies like this. I do. <laughs> I, I think we need them. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe not. Do what? Like, what place do they really serve? But like, at least they're competently made, and I can't say that about every single movie that we fucking watch for this. So. Uh oh, we've watched worse stuff for sure by a like fucking arm and a leg dude, like leaps and bounds um dan do we do we know what we're watching next week? Have you picked something? um it's your turn to pick I picked these oh okay, well, then um <laughs> you guys, it's gonna be a surprise. I'll figure it out <laughs> um I'm not gonna it is money. gonna be it is gonna be a surprise when we do huston Powers again for all of january <laughs> 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 um. But for now, other than that, um, this has been Doubled Feature. Thank you for listening. Um, please rate, subscribe, review the podcast where you can. Follow us on social media at Doubled Feature on basically any platform you could be looking for us. Um, you can also send us an email, Doubled Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow Dan on Twitter and Letterboxd. He's at Danny Jankum and I am at Mac underscore dead on those uh, same platforms. Please also shout out to Ryan at Ryan Laser for our theme music. And Sam at Hero Institute for our logo. You can read his webcomic, Life of a Stepdad, on his Twitter, uh, and as well as the, the webcomic we do together, Nerds Day, at Nerds Day. Um, on things, it's Dungeons and Dragons themed. It's nice, it's fun. It's, it's fun to do, you know. Um, that's it. Dan, last words? Oh, I forgot to take anything, so happy new year, everybody. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay.
0: Double feature, once. double feature.
1: Double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Double the same feature. Double 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 feature.